And I'm grateful for that. Thank you for being here. We are so thankful on behalf of First Church for our first responders who have joined us for this Superhero Sunday. We honor you. We appreciate you. We value each and every one of you for who you are and for all you do. We will continue that celebration in just a few moments at the gymnasium as we have a dinner that's been prepared for you. And we're going to continue this celebration. We believe at First Church that if we can make a connection and there's continuance, that there's something to celebrate. And we have a lot to celebrate today, you being here. If you have your Bible, if you would, stand with me and turn to the Gospel according to St. Mark. I'll read a verse of Scripture from the second chapter. St. Mark chapter 2, I'll read verse 5 in your hearing. And I want to share a thought with you today from the Word. Simply the thought, faith to save. Faith to save. As we find the writer here speaks of a situation that has unfolded where that someone that was very much in need of help has found help from others. And we are thankful when we can find help from others. And it's these individuals that this particular passage discusses. It says this, When Jesus saw their faith, When he saw the faith of others, he said to the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. He saw the faith of others and spoke salvation to that individual. I believe for faith to save. I believe that we can have faith to see others saved. If you desire that in your heart and life, would you put your Bible down, lift your hands and your voice to the Lord and ask that He would empower you with faith today to believe for others to be saved. Father, we are thankful for the privilege of Your presence. It's powerful in this place and we are grateful to You, God, for who You are and what You are going to do. We celebrate what You've done. We're excited about what You're doing. We're even more excited about the future with our faith. Now, if you would, put your hands together and give Him an ovation of praise that only He's worthy of. God, to God be the glory for the things He has done. Somebody help me give God praise right now. I lift my hands. I lift my voice. I rejoice in You because You are my hope. You are my help. You are my healer, my Savior and soon coming King. God bless you. You may be seated. Faith to save. The gospel according to St. Mark begins the first chapter, speaks of how that they attempted to shut out the voice of the Spirit. They put the preacher in prison and tried to stop the spread of the Word of God being shared with everyone in every community. That was unsuccessful because, you see, our Savior will not allow that to be stopped. You are responsible to allow our community to know who He is so that He can save them. We are grateful and we have spent this day celebrating our first responders, but first responders are not able to save in the Spirit. They can only save in the natural. We have a responsibility. We, the church, has a responsibility to save to the uttermost. We 
We are thankful and celebrate those who can help those that are hurting, that can help those physically and emotionally that are dealing with the difficulties and the cares of life. But even more important than all of that is salvation. The Bible tells us the most important thing in our life is we must be saved. The same faith that it takes to help those that are hurting and heal those that are hurting, not only physically but emotionally, the same faith is required to see people saved. This happens as we find our Savior as He walked this earth. He compelled people to come and to help Him. The Bible says that He went to fishermen and told them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. If you will follow me, I will empower and equip you to not simply catch fish and provide for the hunger, but to satisfy the spiritual hunger and save men. The Bible says this, they forsook their nets. They left what was comfortable. They left the established identity of who they were to follow after a Savior that would save the world. When they followed Him, they received a crash course training in faith to save. They watched as he spoke to those that were possessed by devils and they were set free. They watched as he healed those that were sick. They watched as he touched the untouchable, loved the unlovable, and lepers were cleansed of their infirmity. Leprosy was a type of sin. It was a disease that there was no cure for, just as sin is the same, a spiritual disease that there is no cure for, save our Savior. And that's why today, on this special Sunday, we say, we believe that each one of you can find faith to save. There is a world that needs saving. I mentioned that these precious people that are with us today wake up each morning and have no idea what they will face And have to face fearlessly. The only way that they could do that is if they faced that day with faith. We don't know what tomorrow holds. But we do know who holds tomorrow. And that's why we can walk into a community that is hurting and helpless. When it comes to the spiritual things that they so desperately need. And we can find faith to save them. That's why we worship the way we worship. And what beautiful worship we had from our worship team today. I speak. Jesus. Really what we must do is have the faith to believe that when we speak Jesus, we speak something that is sufficient to save, sufficient to help, to heal those hurts that cannot be healed by man. I speak Jesus, Jesus for my family. I speak the holy name of Jesus. I love when we're singing that song because Sister Teresa, I know that when we simply speak that name, that is sufficient. The name of Jesus is all powerful. The Bible not only says that neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none of the name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. We know that it also says that there's healing in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. We live in a community where people are bound we have the ability through the power that's in the name of Jesus to see them saved by faith. As we transition from chapter 1 in Mark to chapter 2, the Bible tells us that it was noised abroad that he was in the house. 
What is important is that you and I, the church, must realize the significance of sharing to others that our Savior is in the house. That on each Sunday they can walk through those doors and find in this house the hope and the help that they so desperately need. Hope and help that they cannot find out there. We as men and women are limited in what we can do, but our Savior He has no limits. He is able to save to the uttermost. There is no situation and circumstance out there that is hopeless with him. I'm certain that these precious people that have joined us on this Sunday have found that there are situations that are certainly hopeless. That oftentimes you must feel as we that there is nothing that we can do. But I want to tell each of you today that there is faith to save, that you can possess faith that brings salvation to the hopeless and the helpless. It was noised, the Bible says. It was noised that he was in the house. I think what it meant is that they went and they put it on Facebook. They went and they tweeted. They went, no, of course it didn't mean that then, but it does now. We have tools available to us to let people know that at First Church on every Sunday there is an opportunity for the hopeless to find help, for the helpless to find hope, that they can have access to something that will ultimately save them from this untoward generation. What a blessing that we have. So it's a challenge to each of you. Use the tools that have been provided for you. Not just Facebook. There's nothing better than one-on-one conversation. You may be the only Bible that some people read. Share the scriptures with someone. Let them know of the hope that they have. We do live in a hopeless society. Brother Johnson shared with us, he almost got each of us depressed as he went down the long list of things that are going on and the trouble and the trial that we're dealing with on a daily basis. I want somebody to know this world's not getting better. But the worse it gets, the better he looks because he is able to save to the uttermost. It was noised abroad that he was in the house. And once that they arrived in the house... It was important that the word of God went forth. We know that the word of God is quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even to the divine asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thought and intent of the heart. You see, God's word knows what we need every Sunday and that's what's so powerful about this place is when we assemble together, we come in with each one of us dealing with different difficulties but we know a God that through his word can speak to them each individually. I'm speaking to all of you today but the word of God is speaking to you individually And he's identifying your situation, your circumstance. And that same word that I'm preaching to the person next to you may be completely different than what it's saying to you. Why? Because the word is a discerner of the thought and intent of the heart. God knows what we need. I'm thankful for a God that knows what we need. Tyler came and he talked us uh, a a class and he helped us to identify uh, certain things and and gave us some insight, incredible insight, insight that I didn't have, prepared us a little better to handle people's situations as they unfold and I was so appreciative of that, Lily, and then I think about that and, and the same thing applies spiritually. That's really what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do in the spirit what Tyler did that night in the natural. I'm trying to tell us that there are things that are happening in people's lives that we need to be aware of it and understand that we can help. 
Look at your neighbor and say, we need you. We need you. We need to identify that there are people that are going to walk into this place that are going to have circumstance and situation in their life that they need a trained professional. Well, I want to tell every one of you, I'm ready for you to be a trained professional when it comes to the Spirit. And I'm telling you that you have to have faith. It's a prerequisite. If you're going to save that person, faith is a prerequisite. What is faith, Pastor? Faith is... The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. We know that without faith it is impossible to please him. That he that cometh to God must believe that he is. That's the first thing. We have to believe that he is. We have to know that there is a God in whom we serve. And he is much more than able. Without faith it's impossible to please him. We must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I say today, let your faith be increased as you diligently seek him. I thank God for our children's ministry. I thank God for our youth ministry. We have tremendous students. I want to encourage you, young and old alike, please serve God with all of your heart. Search for him diligently and you will find him. And when you find him, you find faith, not just for you, but faith to save. Something happened in the heart of four men. They found an individual that was paralyzed, that could not move. Suffered palsy. They took this man, born of four, the scripture says. And they carried him to the church where they believed that if they could get him in, that our Savior would speak and solve his situation. In other words, they had faith. That's what we need from each of you today to believe that if you can get them to him, that he can and will heal and help and ultimately save. Faith to save. They had faith Sister Casey, what they did was they said, we're going to do whatever we can to get him to the one that can heal and help. And when they brought him, they found a situation that had unfolded that they were not prepared for. The building was full. It was standing room only in the sanctuary. The Savior was speaking. They were having church. I want to tell you something. I love having church. I'm so glad that everybody came to First Church today. And I love having church. I love the worship. I love the testimonies of God's people. I love when we share about how good God is and then watch Him work. Because when we get Jesus moving, that means miracles are going to happen in a matter of moments. They knew that. That's why it was standing room only. It was standing room only because they had spread abroad that he was in the house. Everybody wanted to come and to see what our Savior was going to say and do. They encountered a challenge that they were not prepared for as they thought that they could bring this one that could not move, that was paralyzed, and present him before the Savior and that our Savior would speak and solve the situation. But they encountered a full house and standing room only. But they would not be distracted and they would not be detoured because they had faith to save. That's what happens. When you have faith to save, you don't stop because somebody tells you once, no, I'm not going to be able to go with you tonight. You continue to say to them, we want you to come to First Church. We want to invite you to First Church. We'd love for you to be a part of First Church. We'd love for you to come and connect. And we know that if you'll connect and continue, we'll have something to celebrate. We have many things to celebrate. We're blessed at First Church by you being a part of this. It's because someone had faith to save. 
encountered a full house standing room only. So you know what they did? They climbed up on the roof. They carried the paralyzed person to the roof. I don't think that was the advice that Tyler gave us, that if you run into a situation like that, that you take this guy up to the roof and then you rip a hole in the roof. But what happens was desperate faith, desperate faith, dictates that you have to do something that's out of the ordinary. Desperate faith says we've got to do whatever we can do to make certain that this man is saved. I say today, First Church, we must possess that type of faith because we have a community that is lost and headed to hell unless we do something about it. So something needs to stir in our spirit that says I'm willing to do whatever I have to do. I'm not going to be distracted. I'm not going to be detoured. I'm not going to be stopped. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get them to hit because they must know what we know that there is faith to save so you pardon me as I become passionate about what I feel is essential for you and I to possess and that is faith to save they ripped off the roof they ripped off the they literally tore the tiles away and four men put down from the roof a paralyzed person in front of our Savior. Imagine with me, if you will, as we're here speaking today, all of a sudden this roof begins to be peeled away and someone is placed front and center from the roof. I can see our Savior as He looks up and sees four men who... Maybe have a sheepish smile on their face because they know they just messed up the service plan. They just changed the schedule like that. You know what I love at First Church? I love when the Savior steps in and messes up the plan. We have an outline and agenda every Sunday. But when the Savior sweeps in, Brother Marty, and the Spirit begins to move, we just rip it up and say, what do you want to do today, God? I'm ready for you to heal. I'm ready for you to help. I'm ready for you to save. I'm ready for you to do whatever it is that people need you to do. That's what He's in the business of. He's in the business of helping and saving people. The Scripture says that He came to seek and to save that which was lost. I see our Savior as He looks and sees four men that have put this paralyzed person before Him. And the Bible says this in the text that I shared with you as the scripture that we'll share from today. When Jesus saw their faith, says nothing about the individual that was placed before Him. He's not even talking about the paralyzed person. He's talking about the faith that those four men had. Faith enough to rip off the roof, place him in front of a Savior that he would do a miracle for their friend. Their faith. It was their faith that would ultimately see him saved. It's pretty interesting to me that He doesn't just say, rise, take up thy bed and walk. The first thing he does when he sees the faith of these four is says, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. To me, what that screams is that he sees salvation as paramount. He sees salvation as more important than healing. We help, we do what we can to help, but we cannot save. Matter of fact, those Pharisees that were around about said, who does he think he is? 
Who does this man think he is that he could forgive sin? Does he think he's the Son of God? Does he think that this is, that he's God robed in flesh? Well, that's exactly who he thinks he is because that's who he was. The writer of John says, And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So we know that in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. This man was God robed in flesh. Who has power on earth to forgive sin save our Savior? It was he that had the same power because it was he who spoke this world into existence. And so when he sees the situation and sees their faith, he speaks the step of salvation. Thy sins be forgiven thee. You cannot have salvation without sins being forgiven. I thank God for repentance, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, evidence by speaking with other tongues. We know that when God does this work for us, there's no one that can take that away from us. And he does that when others present him with that possibility because they, you and I, have faith to save. It's presented there and he says, Thy sins be forgiven thee. The Pharisees are critical and condescending and who does he think he is to speak that his sins would be forgiven our savior he isn't distracted by difficulty he's not he isn't distracted by people that don't believe he's focused on people that do he finds his focus on faith to save and does exactly that the book of ephesians says this for by grace are you saved through faith And that, not yourself, it's the gift of God. Probably everyone here has heard the song, Amazing Grace. Could I tell you that amazing doesn't sufficiently describe the grace of God? Unmerited favor. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. He died for us when we were on the other team. What a great God. A God filled with grace. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not itself, it's the gift of God. We know that God gave a great gift when he said, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But he didn't stop there, because our Savior does exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. That's how he operates. God has great things in store for you, and what you believe him for is simply setting the stage for our Savior to do greater things than these. I believe that today there are people that are here that you need God's help. You need God's hope. You need God's healing. You need salvation today. I want you to know that there are people that are in this place that believe with you and for you. We have faith to save. That when you follow the steps that our Savior lays out, that you can and have the ability to have life everlasting. In that particular setting, we find that he not only said, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee, and they were But then he says, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. You have to wonder how those four felt as they had the cheap seats, if you will. They were up there in the bleachers, and they're looking down, and they watch as our Savior speaks that there is salvation and healing, and he just simply speaks the word because that's all he has to do is simply speak the word, and the situation is solved. He has the power in his name. In his word. I'm thankful for a savior that can speak to my situation and solve it. And I want you to know today, no matter what dilemma you're dealing with, no matter what circumstance and situation that you're navigating through, that there are people that are here that will pray with you and for you. We have faith to save. Would you stand with me and
Consider the fact that in this place today there are multiple people and multiple needs, but a God that is bigger than all of our problems. A God that is bigger than all of our needs. He is able. The Bible says able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think. So I want some of you to start thinking of what you need God to do for you. I want some that are courageous enough to be willing to ask God to do something for you and then we will believe with you and pray with you and watch as they watched knowing they had faith to save. If you would bow your heads with me and everyone in the building close your eyes and let's be sensitive to the Spirit of the Lord that's moving in our midst here. We're grateful to God for His presence. His perfect peace that passes understanding is available to each and every one of you. If you're here today and you have a need, I want you to consider that need. I want you to consider the situation and circumstance that you're dealing with, that you're trying to navigate through. And there's going to be a special presentation now. And this presentation is going to show you that there were those that came into their life. There were those that stepped into their situation. There were those that had faith to save. And as you consider that need, I want you now, if you have that need, with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you have that need in your mind, that circumstance, that situation, I'd just like for you to lift your hand heavenward if you would. There's nobody looking around. We're just presenting our petition to the Lord by an uplifted hand. Multiple people in this place have lifted a hand. I want you to know that we serve a God that will answer. We serve a God that will supply. Because there are those that are about to share with you a testimony. A testimony that someone in their life had faith to save. I wonder if you would right now with your eyes closed just lift your hands and thank God in advance for what He's getting ready to do for you. Father, I thank you right now for what you're getting ready to do in this house. We're about to witness that there are people at First Church testifying to the fact that you through someone's prayers saved them, helped them, healed them. We must have faith to save. God bless you. You may be seated. Please enjoy our cardboard testimony.